The Wings and Rings Coaches Show on this Thursday, January the 2nd, 2020, or do you call it 2020? That has been the question that's been roaming around the offices the last 24 hours. It is regardless 2020 or 2020, however you want to call it. This is the Wings and Rings Coaches Show on 7 for the fans. Stop on by every Monday. Kids eat free per adult purchase. Start your week off right at Wings and Rings on 32nd Avenue East in West Fargo. Also, $5 cheeseburger baskets. That's one of my favorite here at Wings and Rings. Chase Miller with you alongside Josh and Grant back at our 740 The Fan Studios. Let's get to our phone lines, though. Let's talk a little hockey. West Fargo Packer boys hockey coach. That's Troy Miller with us here. And, Troy, happy to, happy New Year to you, sir. And uh, you know what? I take a look at your club this year, 9-2 overall, 4-2 in the EDC. you got to be happy how the 2019 portion of your schedule has unfolded up to this point, Troy. Yeah, you know, I think at the beginning of the year, if you said, uh, you know, 9-2 at, at New Year's, we would definitely probably uh, – take that you know it's been uh been a tough schedule we've been on the road most of the first half so we're looking forward to actually getting a few home games here uh second half yeah i take a look and i see two home games <laughs> two home games so you guys have definitely been on the bus been either to bismarck grafton grand forks detroit lakes fergus falls new alm you guys have kind of painted a nice little picture uh through the red river valley here early on troy well, yeah, and, you know, the weather has uh, been a challenge as well. So we spent an extra day and a half in Bismarck over Thanksgiving and had a late-night late, late night trip to Grafton, got home at 1 o'clock in the morning. So we're just we're thankful to get that portion of the schedule behind us and look forward to having, uh, you know, six or seven home games here in the second so half. So if someone had to grab a roster, try and look at a couple of your guys, does it start with uh, your goaltender and Gabe Peterson? Does it go to, you know, Braden Jacobs or Devin Wolf? Who are some of the guys that you're going to rely on that have had a really good start to this season, but you're going to rely on come the next, you know, January and the month of February, really here in the dog days, so to speak, of high school hockey in North Dakota? Well, I think you mentioned Gabe. You know, it starts in the net with him, and, and we're uh... – We've had uh, we have four defensemen that have played quite a bit for us over the last two or three years, and one of them's been out since the third game. So we're looking forward to getting Alex Sauter back. But uh, uh, Dalton Bosser, Caleb Rourke do a nice job for us on the blue line and, and up front. In addition to Braden Jacobson and Devin Wolf, you know we have uh, Jackson Procknow, Tanner Nelson, Zane Brunette. Those guys have played an awful lot of hockey for us as well. So it's uh, you really lean on those experienced players and and especially like I mentioned with our schedule, it's been, uh, it's been good to have that experience back, and I think it's paid off for us in the first, first half of the year. Again, we're talking with Troy Miller, West Fargo Packers boys hockey coach. He's got his club off to a 4-2 mark, 12 points in the EDC, 9-2 and overall in the season. When you look at the EDC this year, Troy, I know a lot of people will say probably coming into the year it was going to be Grand Fork Central to lose and then maybe everyone else. So uh, what have you seen so far in the EDC with Central, with Davies, Red River, Fargo, South Shanley's putting up a good club. You always know that Grafton Park River is going to be scrappy. As it kind of played out to what you thought going going into this season if I would take your team out where the teams would be up to this point Troy yeah I think you know it starts at the top with Grand Fork Central until someone knocks them off the perch there there they have to be the favorite but you know Fargo Davies very good club Red River Fargo South I think uh, Fargo North you know has has had a nice start as well so you know there's there's six or seven teams that that can can uh compete on any given night and and i think the east region tournament is going to just be a dogfight. 
you get to this time of the year as a hockey coach, Troy, what are you looking for from your team that, okay, you got the first couple of games out of the way with, you maybe got your, your lines figured out as a coach a little bit with some of the guys that you want to play at the varsity level and who they can play well with or, or kind of bounce off each other. What are you looking for as a coach right now once you get to the month of January going into what you know what February could possibly be? What are you looking for as a head coach right now, Troy? Well, I think we just like to create as much depth as we can. You know, I mentioned earlier Alex Sauter has missed the last month or so, and, you know, you get you never know when the flu bug is going to get you or, or injury, and you just have to create as much, as much depth as you can throughout the lineup because you're going to need that. You know, uh, we've already had a, a bout with the flu and sinus infections and strep throat. That's kind of bounced through our locker room, you know, maybe two, three weeks ago, and we seem to be coming out of that, but... You just you can never be too deep, and we just try to to uh, you know get those JV kids pushing at the at the tail end, trying to uh, you know create as much depth as we can. Two more questions left for Troy Miller, head boys uh, hockey coach again for the West Fargo Packers. And uh, Troy, I know this year there's something that's a little bit different. You have 10 teams in the EDC, but May- Mayville, Portland, uh, again, Mayport CG kind of going into that automatic spot where they're in the qualifier or the playing game, so to speak, to try to get to an EDC tournament. How have you seen, I guess, the growth? Is is hockey growing in the EDC? And how does a team like, you know, um, Mayport CG kind of just add into the mix where you might not see them throughout the year? but a team might have to play against them, uh, you know, in that opening round to try to get to that EDC quarterfinal round matchup, Troy. Well, I, I think May, May, Mayport is kind of in a tough spot having to be, a, you know, an independent and then play a, uh, play an independent schedule and then have to play a, a playing game at the end. I think the, the deck is stacked a little bit against Mayport, but our conference, you know, Devil's Lake, Cheyenne, we, we just, it, it's, there's 16 conference games and, any of the nine teams can, can, you know, we feel like can give us a, a good game on any given night. So you just, you just have to be prepared when, when 16 or 21 games are, are, you know, count, there's not, uh, there's not too many nights to take a day off. So it really, uh, it really forces you to be on your game. And I, you know, I think even out West, that a lot of those uh, Western clubs on any given year have, uh, have improved throughout the last decade as well. So it's, it's, it's good to see, uh, Good to see hockey growing. I think legacy is going to add in the next year or two. And, of course, a couple of years from now, West Fargo Horace will open and they'll have a team. So it's, uh, it's good for boys hockey. And the final thing for you, Troy, and I always like to ask hockey coaches this because I know in, in basketball you can call a, a play. You can have a set coach that wants to call a certain set every time, and they can maybe have a little bit more of their thumbprint or their thumb on the game. Football, you're going to call a certain defense or a certain offense. As a hockey coach, you kind of do have certain structures and formats and systems that you want, but how has the game changed from maybe when you were playing, Troy, to how you're at now, and how many quote-unquote plays or adjustments or or a style of hockey do you see on any given night when you're going out and playing in the EDC? Well, I think each coach probably approaches a little bit different, but for, for West Fargo, we, we want our guys to play fast. So we try to, uh, you know, we, we run our, our, our base system 95% of the time probably. And there's some things we'll tweak depending on the opponent. But for the most part, we just, we want our kids to play fast and compete for puck and, uh, you know, with the way the rules have kind of taken a lot of the contact out of the game, it uh, it's hard to trap and, and do some of the things you maybe could do five or ten years ago just because of the rule changes. 
Hey, Troy, I thank you very much for your time. Happy holidays again to you, and best of luck down the line with the West Fargo Packers boys hockey program this year, okay? Yeah, thanks for having us, Chase. Really appreciate it. Troy Miller again, West Fargo Packers boys head hockey coach with us here on our Wings and Rings Coaches Show, the West Fargo Packers. Again, when you look at the EDC standings, well, with Fargo Davies and themselves currently bold with 12 points at second, West Fargo at 4-2 and two in conference play, the same with Fargo Davies. Grand Fork Central sits up at the top at 5-0, and oh, undefeated in conference play, 7-1 and one on the year with 15 points. So the EDC standings, if it started today, Central, West Fargo, uh, Central, West Fargo, and Fargo Davies would be the top three. Red River, Fargo South, Shanley would be four or five, respectively. Grafton Park River, six north. Cheyenne, Devils Lake, and Mayport CG. Mayport CG will definitely be an interesting club just to kind of see if they can crack through that play, playing round and possibly make an EDC tournament. And what if, if they knock off a team, get to the playing round, you're going to be going up against the West Fargo or Grand Fork Central. So as kind of Troy alluded to, the stack is against you because of what uphill battles that you have to go up against and play some of the better teams after that playing round. But you also, if you get to the quarterfinals, you can take a loss. And if you take a loss and win your next two games, all of a sudden an independent team is in the state tournament. So that would be quite a story in high school hockey if that were to ever happen in the state of North Dakota. Thanks again to Troy Miller joining the conversation. We'll take a quick time up. We'll continue after this, our final segment on our Wings and Rings Coaches Show. That's going to be talking a little Hillsboro Central Valley boys basketball. The Burroughs head coach Elliot Roffel, they've had a really good run as of late. And, well, they're back in the top ten poll again. They're back in the top five. They already have a ranked win over Ridgeland. Can they get back to state one more time, which this year – for some in North Dakota's at the best spot for Class B boys at the Bismarck Event Center. That's where Class B tournament will be this year for the boys. The girls back up at the Betty in uh, Grand Forks in the Class A state tournament in our backyard here in Fargo-Moorhead at the Shack and the Fargo Dome, respectively. Josh Lemis, I didn't know he played the piano back at our 740 Fan Studio, but he sounds pretty good here at our Wings and Rings Coaches Show, 32nd Avenue East in West Fargo. Join us every Wednesday night. We're here on a Thursday night again because of bowl games on New Year's Day, but join us uh, next week. Joel Morgan will be hosting 530 to 630 here on 32nd Avenue East in West Fargo, the better Buffalo. That's Wings and Rings for the Coaches Show. We talked a little uh, hockey last segment. Let's talk a little boys basketball. North Dakota Class B style with Elliot Rotful, the head basketball coach of the Hillsboro Central Valley Boys Basketball Team. Elliot, first and foremost, thanks for making the time. Happy holidays to you, sir. And you know what? When you start the season 3-0 and a ranked win over a ranked opponent in uh, Richland, everything for the short term has got to be going pretty good for your club right now, Elliot. Yeah, it is going pretty well. Yeah, it was a good Good to end uh, 2019 for this group of uh, players that we got. And, uh, you know, it was a nice nice win over Richland, uh, you know, at their place uh, last Friday night. And, and now we're into January, and now, you know, now the schedule starts getting hot and heavy. You get about, uh, you know, two or three games every week now between now and the end of February. So it, it goes fast, and you try to tell the guys that. Um, and we got seven seniors that are making their last go-round. So, uh, yeah, we're looking for a – Looking to continue uh, moving forward, and you know we we know we still got a long ways to go, and, and you know, a lot of improvement to make. But it's uh, you know like I said, a, a good start to start off three and zero with a couple, you know three good wins against a tough Kindred team, a Great Valley Edinburgh team, and then uh, Richmond on the road. 
But before we get talking a little bit more about those seniors here, uh, Elliot, uh, let's talk about this because Hillsborough Central Valley, you, you had championships in 2017 and 18 back-to-back on the hard court. Football has done really well. You look at the cross-country team that does well. Does success just breed success in, in Hillsborough, Buxton, Reynolds area? I mean, when, when these kids do really well in one sport, does it have a carryover effect into another sport? Is that what we're kind of seeing right now, Coach? Yeah, I think I think you're exactly right. You know, we talked about that. You know, last few years we just got uh, you know we've got good kids coming through and we've got great participation numbers too. You know, um, you get uh, 50 kids out for football. Um, you know, we, we've got 34 out for basketball. Uh, you know, cross country gets a good share in numbers. Track we get a you know 30, 35 high school kids out. Baseball gets a bunch. You know, the kids just want to participate and they, and part of that is is uh, you know probably having that success and it's you know when you when you have that kind of success and the young kids see that growing up, you know, they want to be a part of that. And, and when you get those, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth graders that are excited about, about uh, you know, playing playing uh, sports and, and getting involved in those activities, it makes things uh, you know, a lot easier for you as a coach. You know, it doesn't take a whole lot of recruiting when, when they just watch those games and they, and they want to have that success as well. What has it been about uh, Region 2 specifically? Because as we mentioned, titles in 17 and 18 with your club, then Thompson last year got out of Region 2 and they won the state title. So Region 2, last three years in Class B boys, have won a state tournament. Not just got to the state championship, but won a state tournament. What, what's what been about Region 2's quality of play the last number of years here, Elliot? Well, we've had great teams, you know, a great region for quite a few years. You know, always great competition there, and, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, tough to tough for one region to win uh, win uh, three in a row like that. You don't see that very often. So um, you know we we kind of you know had Thompson's number there for a couple of years. They had some great teams as well. And then last year they had our number. And then there's been some other teams that have that have come out of there and done well. You know the Mayport CGs in the past, Cavalier and Grafton. They had good runs there for a little bit a uh, little while there. So always always great competition in Region Two, and and that that makes it nice because you know you play you know 12 to 15 region games a year out of your 20 games so you know you get that kind of kind of competition night in and night out in the region um you know it definitely makes for a good schedule and then you're ready for for the tournaments when tournament time comes and you're and you're you know you've already been tested in the region so when you get to state that you know you, you feel like you've already played some of the best teams in the state just to get to the state tournament so so you feel like you know you got a pretty good chance if you get there Hillsboro Central Valley Boys Basketball Coach Elliot Rothfold with us here on our Wings and Rings Coaches Show. Taking a look at your club this year, you mentioned the seven seniors. And I just got to ask, because I'm sure there's a lot of people wondering, Elliot, is there another Hennings Guard coming up in either the girls or the boys program in years to come? Because Hennings Guard has been synonymous with that last name in Hillsboro Central Valley with a lot of really good athletes that have either gone on and played well at Hillsboro or possibly even went on to the next level. Is there another Hennings Guard coming up before we really dive into your team here, Elliot? No, this is the last one of the of the family. Carson's the last one. Uh, you know, he had uh, um, you know three sisters that were pretty darn good players, and then his uh, older brother was pretty good. Uh, so you know, they've you, you add up their points and their assists and their rebounds and all that. You'd, you'd have one heck of a heck of a number to throw out there. You know, it's uh, it's pretty amazing what that family's done. And then Carson, he might be the best of all of them. He's uh, he's a great player for us, and uh, you know, he just. He just is our floor leader and the guy that makes things go for us. And, uh, you know, he's, he's one of the best uh, 
not only guards in the state, but I feel like one of the best players in the state. He may not be flashy, he may not be the most athletic, but he just he just gets the job done, and, and he knows knows how to get the other guys involved. And then if we need him to score, he can go out there and score with the best of them as well. But uh, you know, he just understands the game so well, and and uh, it helps to have that extra, you know, almost like an extra coach on the floor. Uh, you know, his brother was the same way when he played for me, and and now having Carson for the last you know, four years, three years as a starting point guard. It's, it's been, uh, you know, a blessing for a coach coach to have that that kind of experience at the point. <clears throat> yeah, wouldn't it be bad to have the Hennings guard as a starting five? You know, if he, if, if he had to bring that family together, as as Elliot said, a lot, of, a lot of points that have gone through the hoop in basketball. Outside of Carson, though, I mean, you look at these uh, players in the roster that you have, a lot of people remember them from football as well, but also the runs that uh, your team has had in, in previous years, too. I look at a guy like a, a Cameron on the inside, a Landon Reed, there's a Longthorn, uh, you got an Oscar Benson, who everyone knows on the basketball, uh, on the football field for sure micah gallagher there limke i mean this is this is a really special uh, senior class i know every year there's something about a senior class that you want to take away but when you can get this senior class that had so much success uh, about it elliot is there one thing that you can put your thumb on to say this is why this team is so cohesive in any sport and the reason why they, they come with the right attitude or maybe that lunch pail type, type of approach and, and find ways to you know not necessarily even win the game, but put themselves in the best situation to have a chance to win a game, even if they don't end up on the right side of the things. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a great senior class. You know, every year, like you said, you know, you, you have a senior class that comes through, and they're they're all, uh, you know, have have different attributes that they bring. But this year's senior class, uh, they've had a lot of success, and and like you said, a tribute to some of the senior the classes that have come before them that have kind of paved the way. But we got a lot of. A lot of brothers of good players, uh, Landon Reed. Um, you know, his his brother was uh, Austin was a great player. You got uh, um, uh, trying to think Joey Camrud. You know, his brother Jack was a great player for us. You got some of that family stuff there, and then you just got you know guys that you find some guys uh, a group that we have right now that they probably hate to lose more than they lo- like to win. You know, they just they just have that competitive nature about them and and. Uh, that's what makes them so so great. Every day in practice, they go after each other and and want to win whatever competition we're having in practice. Uh, they take that pretty serious, and and that you know lends to take itself over to the court as well. When we're, when we're playing uh, games, you know they uh, that competition we get in practice makes makes for uh, some pretty intense practices and and makes the games almost easier. But you know we've got we've got some great players this year, and we got three starters back in Carson. And Landon, who've been starting since their sophomores, and then Patrick Olympi started last year, and then we had Oscar Benson coming off the bench, and Oscar's come up, gotten off to a great start for us this year. And then uh, you know Joey Camrud, um, Ezra Longthorne, and Micah Gallagher kind of have a little bit different role on the team. They come off the bench and they give us some great minutes defensively, offensively, rebounding, whatever we need, and and that's what makes it makes it great when you get you know seniors that don't need to play you know, 25 or 30 minutes and they can accept that role that you're giving them just to make yourself a winning basketball team. You know, that makes, uh, that makes the group even more special because in basketball, there's only five spots out there on the floor. It's not, uh, you know, football where you got, you know, 11 on offense, 11 on defense, you got your special teams, you got everything else. Everybody can, can find that spot where they maybe fill in basketball. You know, you might, might be one night where one of them gets, you know, five minutes and, and, uh, you know, but they get the big rebound for us, and, and that's that's enough for them. They just want to be part of the 
part of a winning team and, and part of a team that has a chance to, you know, hopefully get to a state tournament this year. A couple more minutes left with Elliot Rothfeld, Hillsborough Central Valley boys basketball coach. We thank him for his time on this Thursday night. And, Elliot, we were talking about this earlier in the show that at the end of the day, you know, what's different from Class A to Class B is Class A, you have your two regions, you know, the – the teams play against each other top seed from the west region from their tournament plays the you know number four seed from the east and vice versa but in class b now something that's different from region two playing region four once you got to state now all of a sudden it's you got more of the power rankings i guess you could call it or seeds where you seed you know one through four then they went one through five as a coach do you like that that you know what if you did a really good job on the court from start to finish and you're one of the top teams in the state from you know when practice starts in November and December to once you finally get to March in that state tournament that at least you're going to be rewarded. Now you still got games to play and you still got to take care of business once you get to state. But do you like that uh, the state of North Dakota for class B has gone to that ranking system where they seed one through number five, once you get to a state tournament here, Elliot? Yeah, I like the ranking system. It's been, you know, I think it's worked pretty well. Um, You know, um, you know, I, I don't know if there's anything to be said for ranking them, you know, one through eight, but, you know, at least you get to one through five and then, a, you know, a draw there for the other three spots. But, you know, I think I think what it lends itself to is uh, it lends itself to, yeah, you have some tough region games. You know, we always have tough region games this year. Again, we're going to you know, play Thompson twice. we got a Hat Northwood team, a Cavalier team, a North Border team. You know, we got a bunch of, bunch of good teams, again, in our region that, uh, you know, give us tough battles every single night. But, I think it forces you to try to play some non-region games against really good competition, and we've we've done that the last you know four or five years, and this year is no difference. You know, we played Kindred out uh, of Region One. We got Richland, you know, a top five team that we played the other day, and now coming up uh, next week, uh, you know, we got Mayport CG tomorrow, and then next week we got Hatton Northwood Thompson back to back on the same week, and then we we have a four wins team that we're going to play. In a couple of weeks, um, we got a Central Cast team. We go over to Ada Borup and play a really good Minnesota team. We got Shiloh Kirsten coming to our place in February. So, uh, I mean, we've got we we've kind of built that schedule where you can play some non-region games because that kind of you know it does lend itself to to that seeding at the end of the year if you do happen to get to a state tournament or even for your region for a, a region team to beat those other other region teams makes your region look that much better. So, yeah, I think it, it lends itself for teams to go out and play play better competition outside of the region, and that, that makes some great matchups for, for the fans and for, for, the, for the people that love Class B basketball to see those during the regular season. And you know what? It makes great matchups for the media, too. I'll just be honest with you, Elliot. Keep <laughs> scheduling those games as a media member. I, I love them because, as, I mean, Ado up their ranked team in Class A in the state of Minnesota. You mentioned four wins been a walk-in, and the latest polls, they're number one, Shiloh Christian number four. So, no, these are definitely great matchups, whether it's Class B or you get that little Minnesota-North Dakota uh, flair as well. Elliot, uh, thank you very much for your time. Uh, best of luck down the line. I'm sure we'll see you at a gym near you in the next uh, month or two, and we'll talk to you down the line. Okay, Coach? All right, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. That's Elliot Rothfold, Hillsborough Central Valley boys basketball coach, with us here on 740 The Fan. Yeah, I, I'm, and that's the one thing from Class B to Class A 
and, and I get Class A does the double round robin system and they play everyone and it makes scheduling a lot simpler because you don't have to worry if you're an AD or a coach trying to go out and getting eight, nine, ten games. But the Shanley Holiday Tournament was always fun. You had De La Salle, mine at high, a Crookston, maybe a Oak Grove or a Park Christian would play. There would be three games right there. Class A can't do that with the current structure of double A uh, with the double round robin system. So once Horace comes into the mix, how is that going to change some things? Do you go more to a super region format like in Class B where you're going to play everyone once? Maybe you got 12 games, and if you have a 22-game schedule, then you get to play 10 games, but then you might get a Hillsborough Central Valley to play a West Fargo Cheyenne, for example. And there would be some years where that would be a really good matchup. There might be other years where it's not. Maybe West Fargo Cheyenne is down or Hillsborough Central Valley is down. But this year, if the Burroughs played West Fargo Cheyenne, that would be a fun matchup, not just Class A, Class B, which is always something to talk about in North Dakota, but because those two teams are really good and they got talent that's moving on to the next level in some type of sport, which just kind of adds to the flavor of that, which is why in Class B, with Coach Rotvold, Kyle Card at Fargo Oak Grove, to any coach that's willing to play big-time games, I love it because that means I can scoreboard watch. We can maybe go out and broadcast a couple of those games, specifically if they're in our own backyard and go go put them on. For example, Fargo Shanley girls basketball a couple years ago played at University of Mary against Bishop Bryan. And both teams were undefeated. Bishop Bryan was nearing the mark of Fargo Shanley's girls basketball team that had the undefeated streak, and they played against each other. And you talk about talent on the court. You had Sarah Jacobson, Olivia Frazee, you had uh, Lauren Rotunda all going D1 or D2 for Shanley. And then Bishop Bryan had Maddie Wald went to Minot State. Gabby Bull went to University of Mary. And then you had Miss Hannah Stewart who went to go to play Big Ten basketball in Iowa. You had talent, and it was such a fun game. And we went to Bismarck to go cover it because you're not going to get that every day. I don't care what state you're in. You're just not going to get that all the time. So girls, guys makes it a lot of fun well that does it for our wings and rings coaches show today thanks again to joel morgan troy miller west fargo packers boys hockey coach and elliot rothfeld hillsborough central boys basketball coach as well joel morgan will be back next week with the wings and rings coaches show on wednesday night that is going to be january the 8th from 5 30 to 6 30 right here on 7 for the fan tip of the cap to grant and josh back at our 7 for the fan studios we're back after this into espn programming and we'll see you next week here at wings and rings on the fan